Rolling. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. And today we are joined by our friend of the pod and fantastic producer, Haverland. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Ah, pleasure's all ours, man. Can you uh, tell, tell our audience a little bit about uh, what it is you do? Uh, well, like you said, I'm a producer. Um, the last album that I did was mainly i mean it was all rap so you know i guess right now i'd be considered a hip-hop producer because that is my first project that i've officially put out um i do have some pop records and stuff like that um that i've recorded with other people but nothing like an official full album like this okay yeah and you you've been talking to me uh behind the scenes a little bit about uh the project and what has kind of gone into it um it's a cool idea can can you kind of give us a i guess a summary of of what it is that you were doing with and it's it, uh we should give them the name too i i guess yeah for sure um well the project was titled my free mind um by haverlin it's a what i would say a producer's album and basically i just gathered 11 you know, rappers across the country. And uh, there's actually one singer that isn't listed on there um, that isn't one of the tracks. So I guess it'd be technically 12. Um, but anyway, I gathered, you know, 12 people together to each do a track. And uh, yeah, basically, I just compiled this group of artists and put all these, you know, great, great songs together. And that's pretty much what the album is. It's it's a cool idea because you're always going to get something different when you bring that many people into a project. Right. Was there anyone that like stuck out um, as like, a, oh, wow, I, I would never have, you know, thought thought of this or this would go or the another artist that I have on the album never would have gone about it this way. Well, there was there was two things that there was one artist on there that I kind of knew um he already had a reputation and I kind of knew that, you know, it was going to be a good song and, and, uh, he was going to do, you know, do it right. Mm-hmm. But there was actually a surprise on the album that, um, that really surprised me. And it, it, uh, it actually gave me more respect for this dude. And actually I'm working with him more now than I was before. Oh, wow. Yeah, he like definitely proved himself to me. And I was like, wow, dude, you blew me away with that one. So, yeah, we're working further into it now. It's a hell of a like networking project, it seems. Oh, my God, dude. It's that and it's a lot of headache. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting like, I mean, 
I don't know if you've worked with, well, I'm sure you've had plenty of talent on this, on this show, but like get getting people to commit to something and then also following through and, and uh, you know, doing what they were, they said they were going to do is definitely difficult with just one people, but then I'm trying to do it 12 times over. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. That's our weekly life here, man. Every, every right. week we're trying to match up with people's <laughs> schedules across the globe to get them on the show. And it's like, yeah. you know, we get no shows, you know, but it's not too, too bad, but it is hard to match schedules. So that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where were some of the, uh, artists you were working with, uh, from, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, California, um, Texas, so it sounds like they were that like you're definitely working between time zones. Oh, definitely for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. On top of like people's schedules. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. It was nice because there would be like an artist that got on a track, and he would like record it or whatever, and and then he would be like, "Hey, man, I'm in the studio with my buddy. You know, this is his stuff," and he would like send me a track or something, and you know, I kind of like got some networking through that as well, you know, just kind of working with somebody and he's like, Oh, you're dope. So I got a friend over here too. Nice. So that happened a couple of times actually on this project. Um, a couple of, uh, people like kind of just hooked me up with another person and you know, it was cool. That, that's but always that, better. Cause people, if like someone can vouch for them as well, right, if they're going to go right. out of the way and be like, Oh, this guy will fucking follow through. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely helped out. Um, I definitely set like a goal of a minimum of 12 or, uh, excuse me, 10 tracks. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do somewhere between 10 and 13, mm-hmm. um, ended up with 11. So uh, not too bad. Uh, yeah. right, right in the middle, mm-hmm. man. It's the amazing thing about now the digital age is, you know, that you're collaborating with artists across the country with such ease, you know, and it's, it's just, it's such a different age with that, man. I love that. Back in the day, there was like a band called the Postal Service and they used to actually send each other CDs because they lived across mm-hmm. the country. The cool and, uh, kids that's used how, to do that too. With that's how they would write their music, man. They would, they would send each other the CDs or that's the flash crazy. drives when it came to flash drives and uh, they would write the songs that way and, and, you know, mash them up together. It's amazing now that you can just do it like whenever, you know, meet somebody, boom, let's fucking work on a track together. And right. I mean, the album's fucking dope, man. I love the collaborations. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah. We love it. Yeah. I definitely worked pretty damn hard on it. It took me, I would say, I would say a solid four, four and a half months of, you know, every day, you know, taking care of something. So whether it was contacting somebody or, you know, just sending beats or even mixing and stuff like that, recording. It's a labor of love for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I definitely put a lot of effort and time into it. Um, I wanted my first project to be, you know, a good one and, and not something that I wouldn't be proud of, you know, I'm sure you guys understand that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah and you can def- always be your own like hardest critic too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have to say thank you for, uh, some of the tracks that you've provided for our show. Uh, we, we needed background music badly. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause all the copyright free stuff was getting a little old. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. And, and you provided a, a nice little folder for us. And uh, I, I hope, I'm pretty sure our audience has been enjoying it. We haven't gotten any bad feedback. So That's, good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, so those were sort of ones that you were just messing around with. It, it seems like you jump on there and sort of, you get an idea in your head and you kind of roll with it. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of those projects or the beats that I sent you guys are actually not any that I've ever used or will ever probably use a lot of those. Um, so producers generally will have like a like an A list, a B list, a C list, a D list, uh, know, however long they want to go. <laughs> are you keeping the gold from us? <laughs> yeah, I, I am. I am. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't play. I, <laughs> no, they're, they're your it's, babies. No, um, I, I actually have a, like I said, a pack that I wanted to send you guys um, with probably, I want to say there's like between 40 and 50 more uh, beats on there. So that's a good awesome. little pack. Yeah. We and it's all new, it. all new stuff in the last couple of months. So nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. We're looking forward to it and I'm sure listeners will appreciate it as well. Yeah. Good. good. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like making and producing and creating and stuff like that, um, I am pretty quick. You know, I like I will hear something and I'll immediately have a full beat in my head. And like, sometimes I'll, I can even hear lyrics and stuff like that. Um, I've done some writing for some artists and in, in the past, and it's definitely easy for me to hear a full song just off like one sound. Like you could drop a pen on the desk a certain way. And I'll be like, Ooh, that's a dope hi hat. Let me use that. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I hear music pretty much all, all day long, all the time. It's like yeah. you're sampling as you walk through everyday life. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm starting to get to the point to where I'm actually pulling out my phone and I'll record, you know, uh, uh, some alert system that's going off at a building or whatever. And I'll, you know, I've been using sounds like that. So it's been oh, pretty yeah. cool. I love like that. That's awesome when you can pull like Nat sound and actually yeah. like real yeah. life sampling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing like sound design and stuff like that, creating my own, like I'll take, um, you know, an instrument that comes, you know, with some plugin and I'll completely tweak it out and it sounds completely different than it originally started at. So I love doing that kind of stuff. What, uh, what kicked off this? Like, was there something, uh, as like you were a kid that like started you uh, down this path? Uh, uh, well, I guess back in like 2007, 2008, I started listening to dubstep and okay. I was kind of throughout my life. I kind of listened to techno and, you know, EDM and stuff like that. But like, I didn't really let it be known because I, that was the weird techno kid. If I was like, you know, I just didn't want to be that guy or whatever. Yeah. So after high school, I, I kind of like got into the dubstep scene and I, I always thought to myself, man, these would sound so cool if a rapper would like get on these. And I always had that idea. And then like I started getting like really into the going to shows and stuff like that. And then I started DJing. Um, so I was doing house parties and then eventually I got into a club and I was DJing at a club in uh, Portland, Oregon for a oh, while. And then, um, I, uh, what was that like? Was it, was it all hipsters <laughs> <laughs> or was this pre, this was pre Have you seen Portlandia. Yeah. Okay. So I hated that show only because <laughs> it was 100% accurate. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's bad. I love that show, but yeah, I don't know if I'd love to live there if that's what it was like. Yeah, it's it gets weird. But um yeah, I mean, growing up in Portland definitely exposes you to a lot of different sounds and stuff like that. You know, like you aren't you don't really get put into a box in Portland. That is the one thing I did like about it. You could kind of be whoever you were, and that was cool. Well, that's yeah. cool. 
Uh, so you grew up in Portland for like mo- most of your life? Yeah, pretty much. Um, when I was 20, 22, 23, uh, my wife and I moved to Virginia. So, yeah, that was when she got pregnant and had a kid and we had a kid and all that. So, but yeah, um, after that, that is when I kind of actually just stopped doing music altogether. I was only just listening to music. And uh, when I got into the army, I met a friend of mine and he was, he had done uh, full sale university and did the whole music production classes and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And I told him about my passion for music and making, I always wanted to do like make music and stuff like that. So he showed me how to do it and like kind of do it. And then it just took off from there. I haven't oh, nice. stopped since. So he had to pay for the education. You just got it for free off of him. Yep. <laughs> That's the way to do it. It's yeah, called man. working smarter, not harder, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you had mentioned that you were in the army. How long were you in the army for? I was there for three years. I did okay. three years. Yeah. And not, not too much music production, I'm guessing, going on. Well, I, uh, I did it, I mean, as a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. that it wasn't like uh, you didn't have any free time. You definitely okay. have some free time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely did it pretty much any moment I got. Like, and that's when I met my buddy It was in the Army, and we would always go over to each other's houses, and, you know, I would just be soaking in and learning everything I possibly could. And, yeah, I mean, I definitely owe a lot of credit to him for sure. His name's Eumonic, by the way. Okay. Uh, he's a dope producer. He actually is making a lot of, um, like, how-to videos and stuff like that on YouTube. Um, he's got a dope little channel and stuff like that. We were just talking yesterday about, uh, how the how to's on YouTube are, are the way to go. Yeah. So yeah, he's doing that thing. And, uh, yeah. And I I guess you can, you can vouch for his how to's as well because. (laughs) Oh, for sure. He definitely knows what he's done. He definitely knows what he's done. Yeah. With this, uh, with this most recent project, you, you brought together all these creators. Do you think the next thing that you're going to do is going to be with uh, one of, one of these artists? Um, well, this actually catapulted a lot of projects and, and for the future because, um, you know, a lot of pretty much everybody that I talked to that was on the project, they were happy with it. They were like, man, this turned out super dope. It's such a, you know, collective of people. It's so different. Each track's different. Um, so it actually sparked, you know, future, you know, endeavors. And, uh, I'm working on a project with, uh, an artist twig. Uh, that's the, the one guy that surprised me. Actually, his name's twig. He did uh, a <laughs> shutter. Um, oh, and that's, then, I, I was just listening to that one this morning, like pre, uh, pre interview. I, I yeah, love it. Yeah. So that one was the one that surprised me. And, um, so yeah, I'm working with him and uh, King LA. Um, I'm working with him and also Jenks, who did Friday. Um, that's the oh, first yeah, Friday was on. a good one yeah. too. Yeah, so he was the one that I was like, okay, he's I I know he's got you know a following, he's got whatever, um, and I I wasn't surprised, but it it was definitely a dope track. Like it was one of the dopest tracks I think on the project. Um, and but it wasn't like a shocker to me you know what i mean right like i knew he was gonna rip it so 
Have you ever had a project in your history? Like I, I know that not in this album, not I'm not calling out anybody, but I'm saying in your history um, that you were like, shit, I can't even use this. Have you ever met like an artist that you tried to collaborate with and it just fell through horribly? Um, actually on this project, I had one, it <laughs> oh, didn't shit. follow, it didn't fall through, but what did end up happening is I asked him to re-record because oh, okay. it was just, it was an awful recording and I, I tried my best to like work with it, but mm-hmm. it, it just was, I was like, bro, either re-record it or I'm, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> what do you do it in traffic? Like on his iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, he's a busy guy. So, but I mean, it, it worked out. It ended up working out cause he, he re-recorded it and, uh, he followed my advice and thank God. So it worked out. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's not the worst story that I could imagine, you know, working with so many different artists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had one that, so this guy sent me like a recording and, and he had this beat already that he made and he wanted me to like mix it and make it sound good and whatever. But <laughs> his lyrics were his lyrics were just fucking whack. And like, <laughs> I sent it back to him. I was like, <laughs> he's like, so what did you think? And I was like, well, the mix sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take the so, hit. I mean, like, I can't, you know, artistry is artistry and it's all subjective. And like, you know, one person may like it. The next person might not. Right. And, you know, it's not my job to, to judge, but it wasn't my cup of tea. Oh, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I've had stuff like that happen, which, you know, I mean, if they're paying you to do a job, you just do your job. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It's bound to happen. I mean, it, it'll definitely happen to any artist over time. Right. I don't got to like your music to make money off you. So <laughs> very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very that true. sounds harsh, but you know, it's the truth. do you, do you think that's sort of the state of the industry right now? Yeah, definitely. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of whack shit definitely. out there. It seems like definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the record industries have been like that for a long, long time where they're like, I don't care if, about what your music is as long as it makes me money, you know? So yeah, I mean, that, definitely. That's just, yeah, it's just a normal thing in the whole industry. Especially for the the labels, they're mm-hmm. they're all about the bottom line. Like that's it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it. And I don't know if you're familiar with any of these contracts and stuff like out. Like they have like uh, 360 deals and stuff like that. I don't know if you're familiar with, but they'll like give these artists all this money up front mm-hmm. that they actually have to pay back, and you know they have they have to make that money back through album sales tour sales whatever you know they got to do so they start out in debt usually yeah it's money to essentially get them by while they're in the studio recording so they could take like a time period and just fucking grind you know but the the thing that happens commonly especially with an artist that's already cranked out a bunch of hit albums they go into that that fucking studio and they hit writer's block yeah bad shit can happen or that's where they'll have like a, a team from the record label come in and then they'll step, put their little grimy hands in the pot and try to fucking oh, what to do. You know, as we, we've had like, you know, different artists on that have told us horror stories about my, I mean, my dad's always made the point that when, uh, an artist like has their first album that they get picked up on, you know, that's all their good shit they've been working on for years. Mm. But then you end up like getting signed and, and now you're on a timetable and you have to, put out more good shit in less time yeah yeah trying to make money so explain with this 360 deal like where they have to they're essentially getting like credited the the funds to record and do all that shit and then so they have to pay basically that back. you're taking out like a like an advance 
Okay. Like, and like sometimes the label, like, uh, for example, Meek Mills, mm-hmm. he signed a deal and the label, you know, at that point, they're responsible for marketing, for promotion, all that, like everything. Um, but they don't, they can promote whoever they want to promote. Okay. So if you sign this deal with them, they give you, you know, whatever, 500,000 up front, then you're in debt 500,000 to the label. And you also got to pay for all your studio time, all your engineers, all your, uh, if you have secure, I mean, everything is coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. And then you still owe the label all this money. Now, hopefully with your album sales tour and all that, you make all that back and some, you know, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. However, that's only if the label promotes you. Okay. So you could drop an album, but you know, as a, a Meek Mills artist, if you're getting 500,000 views on a YouTube video, that ain't shit compared to his other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So if it's not getting promoted and pushed, then you're not making any money. You're actually still in debt. Damn. And say they do end up making this amount of money back. Is everything after that profit? Yeah. I mean, essentially they'll have to keep making the the money for them. Essentially. And then you've got all the people that you have on your payroll. You know, if you're at that caliber, obviously, obviously like Mm. that's pretty high up artist stuff, but it's, you know, all of that comes out of your pocket. Like even, just booking uh, a show at a venue like that initial cost comes out of your pocket the mm. set cost the the bus cost the i mean everything is coming out of your upfront advance mm-hmm. so Jeez. i mean you really could get yourself fucked but it's like yeah. making a deal uh deal with the devil <laughs> definitely that's you have to sell your soul you become like a, a label pawn, like they can do whatever they want because you have to pay them back. So like, yep. One Matt, which which band did we talk to? Um, I'm maybe we shouldn't call them out, but one band was like shelved essentially. Oh by yeah, them. one of yeah. our favorite bands actually. I, was it? Was that just surrender? Yeah, it was just surrender. If you want to call them, call their label out. Yeah, but yeah, they, <laughs> got held, they got held up and also hit the lights. Had a really bad horror story where they had too many fucking record label execs trying to step in after they hit album. They literally had like an amazing album, and then record execs wanted to change everything on them, and their their whole right. sound changed. You know, yeah, it, it happened to a lot of those like pop punk bands from the mm-hmm. uh, like two thousands yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah, happens to a lot of rappers too nowadays. Yeah. Anyway. I bet. And, you know, yeah. you find a lot of artists trying to go independent and make their own album or um, record companies now, you know, and it's a lot easier right. these days too. I mean, you yeah. know, you get a guy that's good with promoting. I mean, everything's digital now. Very few, few people are doing fucking, you know, uh, CDs right off the bat. That doesn't oh, come yeah. until you got success. Who, you know? who buys CDs anyway? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not the days of making your demos on that anymore. It's fucking right. get it on Spotify, get it on SoundCloud, get it Definitely. everywhere. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. even if you go to a show and you're passing out a free CD to people, like... <laughs> Do they even have a CD player? Right. Like, like, <laughs> most people ain't even going to listen to it. So, and then like, okay, well, you can pass out a flash drive, but any smart person would never put a flash drive, unknown flash drive, into their computer. 
Yep. Like, yeah, good point. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Sorry, dude. Like, yeah. So yeah, the only the way click, is clickable yeah. links are the way to fucking yeah, exactly. go these days. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Like, what's your take on like the state of like indie music itself now? Like these days. Um, I think it's it's better than it's ever been. I mean, you really have like all these platforms that would have never been available to you you know, pre 2010, let's say, um, or it, if it is available, then it would have been at a very high cost. Um, nowadays, SoundCloud, mm. YouTube, um, even these small distribution companies like uh, DistroKid, like I said, I went through, you know, they, for a cheap price, you can get your music everywhere, you know? So it's, it's not as hard to, to get your music out there. The hard part now is because it's so saturated, separating yourself and getting the marketing and promotion and all that kind of stuff is that's the hard part. So it's really not so much getting your music out because you just got to put it out. Like, Yeah, we, we were chatting yesterday and you said something about um, Spotify only counting if it was uh, a 30, 30 seconds of play or something along those lines. Right. So Spotify counts a stream if you you have to make it 30 seconds into the song or whatever you're playing. Um, you have to make it at least 30 seconds in for that stream to count. So, you know, a lot of people, if first 10 seconds, you if you don't catch their attention, they're skipping that song. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So it seems similar to the state of podcasting right now where you know i mean we're contributing to the fucking noise but we're we're out there you know yeah. um, amongst many many others i would say the only difference is like fucking one out of 10 people know what a podcast is or even listens to them it seems but at, at least with music you have that up i feel like people will give it that opportunity as long as you can get it into their hands some way yeah yeah that's the big thing like Cause I mean, everybody that I've ever shown music to, or, you know, Hey, listen to my album. I always get good feedback. I've never had, I mean, I don't know if people are just too scared to say something, but we've gotten pretty far with people being nice if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's hard because you don't know what people are going to like and, you know, you just make, your best quality and you know hope for the best pretty much unless you're paying for marketing and uh you know promotion and stuff like that which is never a guarantee anyway yeah so. yeah yeah because even that's saturated i mean there's a lot of shitty things getting promoted you know facebook ads yeah. see a lot of bad music acts you know mm-hmm. yeah anybody could pay to do that that and like whatever platform you're dumping it into today there's going to be another platform tomorrow Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be where everyone else, where everyone is. I feel like there's a big dump from Facebook right now to things like Instagram or mm-hmm. uh, mostly Instagram, which is probably I actually rarely go on Facebook anymore. That's yeah. it right there. But then people say, oh, you know, Facebook advertising is one of the best ways to get your, your art out there. And yeah. it's yeah. like, is it? Who am I? Who am I really reaching? Yeah. 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 I mean, so have you d- ever done the promotional uh, we did, ads? We did a couple there? ads. Yeah, we've yeah. done some. It, it doesn't really seem to work for us. <laughs> Unless we're doing it wrong. <laughs> Instagram, it seems to work a little better. 
I have gotten that same response from everybody that's told me that has done it. They're like, yeah, we got some views and some clicks, but nothing ever really panned out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can't even tell if it's like real people or bots, you know, honestly, it's like, oh, I have my concerns about it. I feel like yeah. uh, I hear it, you know, it used to be a lot better, you know, quite a few years back and then all of a sudden they changed everything and it seems a little funky, you know, it doesn't get you to where your direct audience is. You yeah. know, you don't know if you're reaching, you know, half the audience on Facebook today is elderly people, you know, <laughs> but like, let's be real. I don't think they're yeah. listening yeah. to rap or listening to American Slacker. Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's the hard. Well, drop. If they are, they're, they're dope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we're not hating hey, on them. Hey, play yeah. this in the nursing home. Play, play fucking Haverland. Yeah, yeah. get us in there. <laughs> what What have you found to be like the best uh, way to? Well, maybe not best way, or like best avenue to get like listens or to get your music out there. Um, I'd say the biggest two definitely are YouTube uh, and Spotify. Okay. YouTube because it's free and Spotify because everybody pretty much has a Spotify. Yeah. So yeah. Um, a lot of people will ask, Oh, send me the Spotify or send me the YouTube link or so those are the, definitely the biggest two that I can get traffic on anyway. What, uh, what's your Spotify, uh, playlists look like? Who are you, who are you listening to these days? myself oh shit oh man he did it <laughs> he went he there did it. <laughs> damn no no promotion no i mean but is there like are there any influences either of like today or like you know in your past that you look to for inspiration or anything along oh yeah way? definitely yeah i mean i i draw so i have a weird eclectic background of music that i listen to and um i mean it it ranges from pop rock to alternative rock to, you know, grunge metal to EDM to rap to hip hop. I know pop songs. <laughs> I mean, I listen to everything classical music. I love classical music. That's uh, been my favorite recently. Actually, I've been listening to a lot of classical, um, probably because I'm in the process of learning the piano. But, um, uh. but yeah, I mean, I, I draw inspiration from everything. Actually, most recently, um, I met a, a friend of mine, well, a friend of my wife's who is a classically trained celloist, <laughs> and he's been sending me some files and stuff like that of like melodies and like all these crazy like classical type, you know, things that I could never do myself. And he's sending me these things to like put in my beats and stuff. So that's sick. Um, cool. Yeah, no, it's a cool little, little collaboration we got going. That's that's awesome, man. It's uh great that we sort of live in that time now where you're able to, you know, just be, nah, 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 let me send that to you. Boop over yeah, there. That's I it. mean, yeah. if if it were even like ten years ago, you know, it it it'd just be a totally different world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take a fucking hour and a half to send a five minute song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. You know, going back to that, it's like, you know, my, I got to say MySpace really opened the door, I think, for independent artists, if you think about it. Because, I mean, it was the first place you could make a song and put it really up. I mean, besides, like, what was it, Live FM? That was really big at the time. That was a place that we used to post music. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, think about that. You know, before that day, man, it was, it was, you were fucked if you were an independent. You were out there grinding with CDs and cassettes. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was more like the festival circuit and shit. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you got to be out there playing. 
get across yeah. the country and well yeah. i mean it's it's definitely still a grind you know because oh it's a different grind yeah it's a different grind and i'm still out there you know trying to meet up with people and like i had just recently to, uh, went to a show with uh you guys had him on the show lost in the dub mm-hmm. um I, I recently went to a show and i was <laughs> i got up on stage and shit but uh nice. um yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's more networking and like just really tracking down people and, and that's the grind now is just kind of networking and promoting your stuff, like getting people to listen to it. That's the biggest thing. Yep. And, you know, cause like at this point, you know, fuck a CD. I'm never going to sell a CD. I'm probably never like, unless I'm Eminem, you know, <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm never going to sell a CD. Ah, it's a three. You're closer to vinyl. <laughs> I was right, guessing yeah. I saw cassettes the other day at the store. No Hipster shit. fucking yeah. haven, man. <laughs> Were you in Portland? Uh, no, it was uh, Urban Outfitters. So basically, yeah. basically, yeah. Walking around with my fucking vintage '95 <laughs> Sony Walkman fucking cassette player with oh a radio God. that I bought um, off eBay, mint condition, in box. Wow. Save oh, that. Oh, by the by the way, slight slight correction before we get everyone writing to us. Uh, we haven't had uh, Lost in the Dub on yet, but I have been talking with him oh, about I'm a sorry. few things. Yeah, no, it's it's all right. It's just uh, you know all the haters. We gotta we gotta cover ourselves. That way they don't go through the archive and they're, they're like sitting on the edge of the fucking seat. Right? <laughs> oh man, hater blocks at our throats. <laughs> <laughs> like that cougar we talked about in our Patreon bonus episode the other day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mountain lion. Yeah, just to be mountain safe, lion. not not a female. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, di- different kind of. <laughs> so, what can we what can we be looking forward to uh, from Haverland? Um, definitely new artists. Uh, I'm I've got some stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully, Lost in the Dub and I, and an artist named Chris Baby, who's based out of the Bay Area. Um, we're, I think we're going to do like a vlog type thing um, of little production behind the scenes kind of deal. So um, like do it like behind the scenes for shows and stuff like that. No, just like the recording process and making making a beat. I think, I think we're going to do like a, like I'm going to make a beat maybe and and, uh, Chris will record over. I'm not sure exactly the details, but that's kind of what I think we're, gonna go towards but that's awesome um, as far as new music and stuff like that i'm working on um a my free mind uh volume two Um, and this one is actually going to be more of a singer songwriter type album this is actually gonna there's not gonna be any rappers on there Uh, oh okay 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 and i've actually (laughs) uh spoiler alert there may be um i've got a uh, singer, he's based in Cali, but he's down in Southern Cali. Uh, he may be doing an alternative rock piece. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. This will be definitely a different, a different one. That's cool. It's it's good that uh, you're flexing your producing muscles. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like calis- calisthenics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's definitely. Um, this one is not going to have a stringent time limit because, um, you know, singer songwriters need more time to kind of perfect their. Oh know, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to, 
I'll probably have a date for that in the next mm, couple of months or so. So hopefully by the end of the year, we can get it out. That's awesome. Do you have most of your artists already already picked out and, and worked with, or are you still scouting a few? I'm still scouting a few. Um, this last project was, it was more of like, okay, I have a deadline I want to meet. I have, mm. you know, I wanted to to set a goal and meet it. You know what I mean? So it was more of like, can I do this? Can I put out yeah. a good quality project? Um, you know, so it was more, I, want, I don't want to call it rushed, but mm. I definitely had my last song in, like finished. I would finish mastering my last song the night before I, I put it online. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was definitely like a last minute kind of thing. I mean, it still worked out. It sounded great. It wasn't like a quality mm. issue or anything like that. But I definitely, um, you know, didn't take as much time as I'm going to with this next, uh, next project. Well, yeah, it sounds like, you know, that timeline was really important to you and, and sticking to that, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's something about the industry too. I mean, you, if you want to continue to work in the industry, you're going to have time frames to work in. So it's like, you're testing yourself, you know, just like you are with stepping out of genre limits, you know? So, I mean, that, that's cool, man. I, I can definitely understand that. I can definitely understand why you would work on it until the last minute, you yeah. know, I could definitely get that. Yeah. So, and then, uh, you know, there'll be little releases here and there, uh, just with, random artists that I'm working with, uh, you know, cause a lot of them will do like, let me get one track from you and I'm going to put it on my project, you know, coming up in a couple months or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff like that that I'll be promoting on my, uh, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Um, another thing in the works is Haverland mafia music family. So that's going to be, uh, a record label of sorts that I'm kind of putting together. Um, and that's still in the works. I'm working out the details of that. Um, I want to be able to give these artists a platform and a, you know, a, a, a quote unquote label pushing out their music, you know, instead of them pushing it out themselves, you know, it just, when you have like a company pushing your stuff, your product out, it just looks a little more legit. Yeah, Um, that's true. So, I mean, that's something that, and I'm not doing this. It's not, there's no money involved at this point. Um, It's really just uh, creating a space in which artists can put their music out. Mm. Um, So that's pretty much the idea behind that. And they always say, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. Go, you want to go far, go together, right? Yeah. Makes it a little bit easier. Right. So then my, my goal, my hope is that, you know, if this kind of works out, I have a couple of artists and another producer that is, you know, pretty they're in, um, and really it's just hashing out the details of it and stuff like that. Um, but we're going to be doing, you know, pretty much all of our releases through there and, you know, getting more artists on board and kind of just creating a, a family, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it helps, you know, conglomerate everybody's fans and gets gets new artists in people's ears. It's really nice, man. And it just opens up your networking big right. time. And at the right. same time, you're fucking sharpening that sword still, man. Getting those skills. Exactly. With all the producing and learning more and more about how to fucking succeed in the industry. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been working on uh, clothing and stuff like that, getting gear out. And um, I've got one 
uh, sweatshirt up right now. It's just one item, but I'm working on other things. It's a start. Uh, Guess it's a somewhere. start. It's something. It's something. Yep. You can buy something from me. There you go. My nice. album. Um, but yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty much what's going down in the future is just uh, you know new music and hopefully this label gets going. Awesome. Where uh, where can people find you on all the social media? Um, so I'm mainly on Instagram. That's pretty much my main platform, and it's uh, Mr. Haverland at Mr. Haverland. And then um, my Facebook music page is uh, Haverland Music. I'm gonna actually be converting that relatively soon once this label detail stuff is uh, hashed out. That's gonna be converted to the label page because there's already a following and stuff like that. So makes sense. Yeah. And there's uh, there's also a place where people can uh, purchase that that album, right? Yeah, I mean, you can go to Google Play Store, iTunes, Apple Store, anywhere. Type in "My Free Mind." Um, it'll pull right up. It's a bright pink and purple album cover. You can't miss it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. You heard it, people. Go over and support an independent artist who's trying to make shit happen. That's right. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a blast sitting down talking with you and uh, hearing about how this fucking awesome album was created and uh, how this fucking outro song was actually part of it, too, we got to say. Uh, I don't think we even mentioned that, did we? No, I, th- I think this is the first first of bringing it up. But yeah, uh, yeah, he is the gentleman who produced our outro song with Young Carter. So yeah, we love it. We've got a lot of great feedback about it. And uh, yeah, man, we're looking forward to everything you do. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everybody tuning in. Uh, you know, we fucking love everybody tuning in. We thank you all for fucking the support you give us. And uh, yeah, until next time, that's it. There you go. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip, you falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing America. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America, America. We second America. We second America, America.